Welcome to the West Side Audio Message Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message. And if you're looking for more ways to connect with West Side Assembly of God, feel free to check us out at www.westsideag.org. You'll find all the information about our service times, upcoming events, and opportunities for you to plug in and get connected with West Side Assembly of God. Additionally, you'll find a complete online archive of all of the previous and current messages absolutely free of charge. We hope you are encouraged by this week's message, and thanks again for downloading the West Side Audio Message Podcast. Luke Acts, a powerful book. If many of you who are in my Sunday school class know that we've been studying the book of Luke and the book of Acts. And many of them who are with me during the afternoon know that I love the book of Luke. Luke Acts is just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful book. Part one, part two. Yeah, part one, the original. Part two, the sequel. Part one deals with Christ among us. And we just celebrated that just last week. For today is born in the city of David. Luke chapter 2 verse 11 says that for today is born unto you in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 says for unto us a child is born. Do you have that? You have that slide for us? For unto us a child is born. Dealing with for unto us a child is born a child humanity God in flesh coming among us for unto us a child is born unto us a son has been given a son dealing with his divinity and dealing with his death for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder now isn't that interesting how the prophet Isaiah not just talked about his birth uh, and not talked about his first advent uh, but talk about his second advent uh, for he's not talking about uh, the Roman Empire there uh, but he is talking about when Jesus established his kingdom uh, on this earth uh, and when he established this kingdom on this earth uh, he shall reign forever and forever and forever his kingdom uh, the government shall be upon his shoulder uh, and his name shall be called. Now it's interesting they say name there, yet there's many names that are there. But his name shall be called Wonderful. Isn't he a wonderful Jesus? Did he wake you up this morning? He's wonderful. Did he start you on your way today? He's wonderful. Did he, did he allow you, your car, to start with not any problems and any kind of difficulties? He's wonderful. Has he brought you through another year, through 2017, so that you can see 2018? He's wonderful. Hmm. Wonderful. Counselor, he's a counselor that you can go to. He's a counselor huh, that has your best interest in mind. 
He's a counselor that will speak and speak the words that will give you advice that is good not just for today, but good for all eternity. He's a counselor that has experience. He's a counselor that you can call him up 24-7 and he will counsel you. He won't schedule you in. He won't pencil you in. But you can call him up and tell him what you want. Counselor, mighty God. Someone shout, he's awesome. He's invincible. He's untouchable. He is second to none. God, who scattered the stars in the heavens. God, who traced places for the rivers to flow. God, that put oceans in their boundaries and spun the world upside down and commanded that they would never pass over. God, who, uh, who covers the, the valley with nice green grass. God, he's mighty. And if this thing is ever going to rise and fall, it's not going to rise and fall on Donald Trump. It's not going to rise and fall on North Korea. It's not going to rise and fall on Russia. It's not going to rise and fall on our Senate, on our House of Representatives. But if this thing is going to rise and fall, it will rise and fall on God. Because it began with God and it always shall be be God because he is mighty are you with me today I came to preach today just in case you're wondering everlasting father let me stop right there I have to say this because as a youth pastor and pastor probably says believes this to be true and first lady believes this to be true in the ministry that we're a part of today Everlasting Father. They have no concept of that. Our young people have no concept of that because they have fathers that are not in their lives. They have grandparents that are raising them. They have non-resident fathers that are in their lives. So when you say Everlasting Father, their mindset of a father is totally different than what you may have. You know, the first word psychologists say and sociologists say the first word is that most kids at 16 months learn that is the word dot. Dot, dot. Dot, dot. Dat, dee. Dat, dee. In the first century, of course, uh, English was not the number one word, uh, but according to the historical accounts that we have, uh, that the first word that they learned was up. And then after that would be ba. Ah, ba. Ah, ba. Ah, ba. Someone say ah, ba. Someone shout, someone say ah, ba. Now that may not mean anything to you, but for me it makes me shout because it lets me know that the God of the universe, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end can be understood by a 16-month child that says the word duh. Ta-ta. Daddy. 
Someone shout, Abba. Abba. Brenna Manning, a Franciscan priest. I'm familiar with some of the Franciscans because when I did some preaching up in Ohio, I ran into some Franciscan charismatic Christians, which in which the charismatic removal came through uh, through this Franciscan movement up in Ohio. Brenna Manning, a, f- a phenomenal writer who wrote over 21 books, uh, a great writer. One, if you w- if you want to read from time to time, uh, read him because he has a lot of great things uh, about life. Brenna Manning, one day, he said he was he was at this, and actually I'm taking this story from the book, The Furious Longing of God. In this book, he talks about being at a conference, a huge conference, about 7,000 people that was there. And he said it was a wonderful conference. And he said, at 3 o'clock in the morning, I knock at his door. I don't know if I'll answer it, but, but there was a knock on the door. Brenda Manny opened the door, and there was a yellow short nun lady, a nun, 78 years old, crying. Brenda Manning said, what's wrong with you? She said, I need to share something with you that I haven't shared in my 70 years of living. Brenda Manning said, what is it? He said, when I was five years old, my, my dad got in bed with no clothes on and told me to touch this, and I touched that. She said, by the age of nine, I lost my virginity by my father. She said, by the age of 12, uh, in this book he talks about this, at the age of 12, uh, I knew every sexual perversion uh, and every sexual thing that you see in books uh, and in filthy movies. She said, I've never shared this before. She said, I feel shameful. She said, I feel dirty. She said, I feel nasty inside because I have an anger towards my father. And Brenna Manning prayed for her. And he says, I want you to do something for me, unusual. I want you to go away for 30 days. And when you go away for 30 days, what I want you to do is, I want you to put your hands like this and look towards the heavens and say, Abba, I belong to you. Abba, I belong to you. The, the, the scientific people say that that is the rhythm of breathing. You inhale, Abba. You exhale, I belong to you. Abba, I belong to you. She said this for 30 days. Brenna Manning said he received a thank you letter about six months later. And she said in the thank you letter, she said, what you asked me to do worked because God began to give me true freedom. And I began to forgive my father for the things that he had did to me. And I have a different understanding of the father. And she ended her letter by saying, I normally end my letter with religious terms uh, saying uh, a nun Genevieve uh, but I'm going to end the letter to you today uh, and say uh, I'm Abba's daddy's little girl Mm. 
Why am I telling that story? I just didn't tell that story to tell that story. I'm telling that story because I feel that there's people in here today and those at the sound of my voice had some weird concept about your father. And I want to let you know, you may have a father that may have stepped out on you, but you have an everlasting father that will always be with you. His love is forever. His love is towards you. He will love you today. He will love you next week. He'll love you next month. He'll love you next year. He'll love you into eternity because he is the everlasting Father. Give him praise and give him glory. Can I preach on? I ain't got to my text yet. I'm going to get this. He's going to get there. Here we go. I'm coming. Here's our text. Our text today, we have two men. After the, after the resurrection of Jesus, Jesus has died and rose again. And these two men are leaving Jerusalem. And they're on their way to Emmaus. And they're having conversations with the recent events that has taken place. And in the midst of this... Jesus joins them. We don't know why, but the Bible says that their vision of him was restrained and they could not see him. We don't understand why, but I believe because the word sadness and downtrodden is in, in your passage, I think that these, these men were discouraged and their pain Eclipse from seeing his persona and his person. In our lives, our pain, our hurt, allows us sometimes to eclipse us from seeing who he is. Am I right about it? They had pain. It's been a long journey. They were part of the group that saw Zacchaeus in the tree. Oh, that old song that says, Oh, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. For he climbed upon a sycamore tree for the Lord, oh, to see. And as the Savior passed that way, he looked up in the tree and said, Zacchaeus, come down with haste, for I'm coming to your house today. They were there when Lazarus was raised from the dead. They were there when he said, loose the man and let him go. They were there when they marched into Jerusalem and they had their palm branches in their hands and they said Hosanna blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord Hosanna in the highest they were there when the so when the Pharisees and the Sadducees said hold your peace don't allow your disciples and your people to shout like that and Jesus said if they hold 
hold their peace, the very rocks will cry out. May I just tell you something today? I don't know about you, but I'm not going to let no tree, I'm not going to let no bird, I'm not going to let anybody praise in my place. As long as I'm alive, as long as I got breath in my body, as long as I got a shout, as long as God allows me to proclaim his name, I'm going to praise his name. And I dare you now, right now, I dare you now to bring in the new year by standing to your feet and giving the king of glory. Stand to your feet right now and giving the king of glory the praise that is due his name. He is worthy. 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 He is worthy of our praise. Someone shout, I'm not going to let no tree, no bird, nor you stand in my place. Sit down. They were there. Isn't it wonderful to praise Jesus? Mm. They were there. When those same cobblestone streets came that they yelled, crucify me, yelled, Hosanna, turn into streets, that they yelled, crucify him. They were there when he was high and lifted up on the cross. They heard him say, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. They saw him die. And he was dead. For the Romans made sure that every crucifixion that they did, that they were masters of it, and that they were such of a master of it, first lady, that they was literally an advertisement for everybody to see. That if you see this man, if you see this woman, because they crucify women too, if you see this person on the tree, if you follow their teachings, if you follow them, the same fate will happen to you. So they were tired because all hopes, all dreams, all desires came to a screeching stop. And they felt weary and they, fought, they felt worn and they just wanted just to go home. Some of you have had some of that pain this, this year. Some of you have had some of that hurt this year. And you feel like just going home because you're just tired. But in the midst of your tiredness, here comes Jesus. In the midst of your pain, here comes Jesus. In the midst of your trial, here comes Jesus. In the midst of your tribulation, here comes Jesus. In the midst of your disappointment, here comes Jesus. In the midst of your discouragement, here comes Jesus. He asked them a question, what are you talking about? And they begin to go into what, what they was talking about. He says, what things are you talking about? 
And they talked about the current events that took place. And Jesus said, Oh foolishness and slow of heart, isn't it close to, it is not scriptural that the Christ should die and raise again and beginning with Moses and all the prophets he expound on them exactly who he was now interesting watch this now I begin to read this brother Ron and I said to myself isn't that the 21st century church we have powerful preaching we have powerful teaching we have powerful singing and yet people leave the church and and they don't know exactly who he is. They recognize him. And it says, and Jesus said that he will go further. Further. Are you still with me? Can I preach on? And they restrained him that he would stay with them. So he stayed with them. Your Bible says that he sat at table with them. Now the table in the 21st century, we've kind of lost a lot of the significance of the table. In our Google, Twitter, tweet, internet world that we live in today. Yet my father reminds me every now and then when we said the table, Everybody talk, take off, turn off your social media. We're sitting at the table. The table. The table is a place where you communicate with each other. The table is a place where memories is renewed uh, and friendships are restored the the table uh, is is a place where debts are forgiven uh, uh, the table i don't know about you but i can't eat right if i have all with somebody at the table the table so jesus sits there at the table and it was customary at that time in the first century church, in the first century, excuse me, that the stranger or that the guest would bless the bread. And Jesus places the bread in his hands. The hands, mind you, who wiped the blindness from blind Bartimaeus. The hands that mind you uh, that healed the woman with the issue of blood. Uh, the hands uh, that's that that uh, that stopped the winds and the waves. Uh, the hands uh, that interrupted a funeral procession uh, that was going on. Let me stop right there. Some of you, there are things dying around you. Your anointing is dying. Your marriage may be dying. Things around you may be dying. Sunday school teachers, your effectiveness, maybe you may feel that is dying. You feel that everything else is dying within you. And you're about ready to have a funeral procession. But I got some good gospel news for you today. Jesus is here at the table. And he wants to interrupt your funeral procession and lay his hands on that dead thing and bring it back to life again. Because he he is the resurrection and the life. Now I can go home. Are you going to help me preach? I can go home and preach it to myself and make myself happy. You going to help me preach? 
He took bread. Look, he takes the bread. Verse number 30 in your Bible, he takes the bread, and what does he do? He takes it, he blesses it, he breaks it, he gives it. He takes it, he blesses it, he breaks it, he gives it. Say it. He took it, he blessed it, he broke it, he gave it. Say it again. He took it, he blessed it, he broke it, he gave it. One more time. He took it, he blessed it, he broke it. It's the divine order of God, how God does things. He takes us, then he blesses us, then he breaks us, then he gives us. Someone shout, he's going to give us again. Mm. it says in verse 27 that beginning with Moses and all the prophets uh, he began to expound on them exactly who he was Moses it's a good one to use Moses you remember it was Moses uh, his name means to be taken out his name means to be brought out Moses, mom and dad, disobeying what the Pharaoh had to say, kept Moses until they couldn't keep Moses anymore. And she built a basket for him, more of a box, as our pastor talked about the ark in our studies in the book of Genesis. But she built a basket for him and placed little baby Moses in there. And she took him down the Nile and down the river. Interesting as she began to, as the boat begins to go down, it went down behind Pharaoh's back house. And there the Pharaoh's daughters were bathing at the time. And they saw this basket going by. And they stopped the basket and looked into the basket and saw little baby Moses that was there. Even Miriam was there in the bushes, your Bible says. And they gave Moses' mom the opportunity of raising her child. Here it is. It doesn't matter what you're going through. God has a plan. Are you hearing me? It doesn't matter if you're going down the Nile all by yourself. God has a plan. It doesn't matter if you're in the boat by yourself and nobody is not there with you. God has a plan for you. God took him. Oh, let me ask you that. Do you remember the time God took you? See, you don't get saved whenever you want to get saved. Hello? You don't get saved whenever you want to. I always find it funny when people say, I've seen the light. You haven't seen anything. Huh? You haven't seen anything. You can't see anything without him lighting the light and lighting your path and directing your path. You remember when God took you? I remember when God took me. He took me over there at that children's church coming off the buses. He took me again when I began to rebel at the tent revival we had out here in the parking lot. You remember when God took you? Someone shouted, thank God he took me. Mm. so he took Moses and he blesses him the Bible says and he becomes the prince of Egypt 
Man, Moses has it together, walking around, and he is the prince. But your Bible says Moses had a little temper. Got mad one day. Killed an Egyptian. Buried him in the sand. Thought nobody would never know. They found out about it. And Moses went into the wilderness and there he was for 40 day, 40 years in the wilderness as the Bible says of that of silence and solitude. Moses there began to experience the breaking. God began to break everything he thought about who he was and begin to show him exactly who he said he was. Are y'all going to help me today? I'm going to preach, I'm preaching this thing. He broke him. And the breaking doesn't have a timetable. Forty years he was there. And then forty years later, here comes the giving. He sees a bush on fire that's not on fire he goes to it and says what is it and they said take your shoes off for the place where you're sitting at is hollow ground and God spoke to him and said Moses I'm about ready to give you go down and tell old Pharaoh to let my people go and God used Moses as the deliverer as the one that delivered his people and also gave the law Moses then there's Joseph. You guys remember Joseph? Oh, Joseph. Joseph was a dreamer. God blessed him to dream dreams. I, if I got some dreamers in the house today, don't you stop dreaming. Don't you let your brother steal your dreams don't you let nobody steal your dreams don't you let no person steal your dreams because your dreams are connected to your destiny Joseph a dreamer and it's okay to dream but he had a dream one day pastor that all his mom and dad and his brothers will bow down to him huh. older brothers don't like that too much Here comes the breaking. They sold him into, they sold him in the pot and in, in, in the pit, and they sold him into Egypt. There, Potiphar uh, had him there. And while he was in the pit, God was still with him. Say, while I'm going through the breaking, God is still with me. Potiphar, I used him huh, and brought him out of the prison. Huh. But here comes the breaking, Joseph. Huh. Potiphar's wife huh, had a thing for you, uh, and you stood up for what is right, uh, and they threw you in the prison. Welcome, Joseph, to the breaking. And there Joseph was for many years until the butler had a dream. And the cupbearer had a dream. And Joseph interpreted all of them. And he told the butler, don't forget me. And it says in your Bible that they forgot Joseph. Some of you may feel forsaken. Some of you may feel forgotten. 
you're not forsaken, and you're not forgotten. Say, God still remembers me. Say, I'm not forsaken. I'm not forgotten. God has a plan for me. And, and Pharaoh has a dream. And he says, who can interpret it? And we don't know who's going to interpret it. And they said, the butler says, hey, I'm reminded of my shortcomings today. I remember I had a dream one time. And the butler said, and a man named Joseph interpreted the dream for me. So they brought Joseph out of, out, out of prison. And Pharaoh told his dream. And Joseph interpreted the dream. And Pharaoh said, there is no one like this one who has the spirit of God in him. I'm going to appoint him. Here is the giving. God gave him. And God gave Joseph as the governor of Egypt. And as the savior of Egypt. His brothers came to him in Genesis 50. And he says, you meant this for harm. You meant this for destruction. But God turned it around for good that many souls might be saved. Someone shout, God's going to give us again. Say, keep on preaching, preacher. Say, I'm going to, I say, say, he's going to teach us first. Then I'm going to preach you. Joseph. And then from Joseph came David. You remember David? That little sh shepherd boy, David. Samuel one day, God took David. Samuel one day came and gave Samuel a visit. I mean, gave Jesse a visit. And he said to him, Samuel, is this all of your sons? I mean, Jesse, is this all your sons? And Jesse said, wait a minute, there's still one of them. He's ruddy. He really gets on your nerves. He plays the harp all the time. Samuel said, bring him here. And he brought him here. And he anointed him as the king of Israel. It was David that God used to bring down the great giant Goliath. It was David. Here comes the blessing. It was David who God blessed. He became Saul's son-in-law. And he also became Saul's high official. Mm. But as great as the blessing... So is the breaking. Let me stop right here and say, you know, we have a tendency. We have our own little lingo in, in, in the body of Christ. Have you noticed that? I've heard you say it. Yes, people, how are you doing? I'm blessed. I'm highly favored. I'm anointed to be disappointed. I've learned. I've learned to not, not listen to that so much anymore. Because I've learned when I hear the blessing, I take a step back. Because here comes the breaking. David. And we just talking about David? David. Someone shout David. Are you still with me? David. The breaking Saul began to hear these words from the people. David has, I mean Saul has slain his thousand, but David his tens of thousands. And this was something that got on Saul's nerves and he got jealous of David, may I tell you something today? Don't you ever get jealous of anybody's anointing and anybody's effectiveness that God has in their life because that jealousy will eat you up. 
to the point that David going through the breaking he had to he had to get away he had to get away from Saul and Saul hunted him down to the place that David finally said I am one feet away from death that Saul is going to take my life the breaking but here comes the giving God made David a man after God's own heart David, uh, David uh, uh, was following Jesus, God, all the days of his life. David became king. And because David was a man after God's own heart, uh, God gave him the kingdom and says, through your line shall come the Savior. Someone shout, God is going to give us again. Two more points and I'm out of your way. Say, preach on, preacher. Jesus. God took him. God took him. Born of a verb of a 14-year-old virgin in Bethlehem's manger. God took him. And God blessed him. It says, and Jesus grew up in grace, and the favor of the Lord was upon him. Watch the blessing. Watch him as he heals the sick and raises the dead. Watch him as he speaks and he speaks with one with great authority. Watch him as he casts out devils. The blessings flow through Jesus. But as the blessings comes, are you still with me? Comes the breaking. Jesus there at Gethsemane's garden under a full Passover moon gets down on his knees sweating and pastor the Bible says that his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground him saying to the father father if this if it's possible let this cup pass from me let yet yet not my will but let your will be done Jesus was submissive to the process someone shout you got to be submissive you got to be submissive to the process Jesus was was submissive to the process of the breaking and here the scourging began to take place and the whipping and the sound of the whip begin to sound Isaiah 53 says and it pleased God that he would be bruised my pastor and I have conversations all the time. And one of the things that we laugh at is these so-called preachers and these so-called theologians that wants to reinvent the Bible, who wants to reinvent Calvary, who wants to take out the blood, who wants to take out the scourging. It's too bloody. It's too sad. It's not good for branding. May I declare to you today, Isaiah 53 verse 10 says, and it pleased God to bruise him. 
because he was wounded for your transgression he was bruised for your iniquity the chastisement of peace was laid upon him and with his stripes you pleased him to be bruised there he is suspended between heaven and hell called Calvary the breaking is continuing to happen he says it is finished and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost but your Bible says not only did the breaking happen but here comes the giving the giving was this he was down in the grave all night Friday night down in the grave all night Saturday night down in the grave all that time but early someone shout early 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 Sunday morning he got up from that grave Jesus is alive Jesus is alive death has been defeated and the grave has been denied Jesus lives forever he's alive he's alive he's the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end the first and the last he is the risen Christ there's a song we used to sing in church that says alive 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 forevermore my Jesus is alive alive forevermore alive 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 forevermore my Jesus is alive sing hallelujah sing hallelujah my Jesus is alive forevermore sing hallelujah sing hallelujah my Jesus is alive God gave him what did God give him God gave him back to us as the Savior as a deliverer as the healer as our all in all as our way as our truth as our life he gave him to us as the resurrection and the life he gave him to us so that we can go to a place called heaven all right here we go I'm losing you. Are you still with me? So we have Moses that he expounded on, Joseph. We have, help me, David, Jesus. Oh, there's a fifth person. It's you. Someone shout, it's me. It's West Side Assembly of God. Nineteen fifty-three, God took us from a little band of people, and they got together and they started a church. God took us from different places, and then we finally ended up on Elsie Street. Anybody been to, over there to Elsie Street, the old church we used to be at years ago? God took us. And God blessed us. In 1971, we came to this wonderful campus. God blessed us. We had a bus ministry. This is where I came in at. We came in in 1975 on the bus ministry. 
We had a wonderful bus ministry. We had a wonderful pastor's conference. We had, we had wonderful ministries going in this place. God was blessing us from, from uh, the living cross to the Christ, to living Christmas tree, to the living Lord's Supper, to the, to the Christmas tree lane. Now, God began to bless us. We began to be blessed in the city. We was able to close down different places. We had influence and God showed us because we was under the blessings. But oh, how the blessings are. So great is the breaking. Someone shouts, so great is the breaking. And God has broke this church. He's broke us of many things to let us know it's not about us, but it's about him. He's breaking us. He's breaking us. Some of you say, there's no people here. That's fine. Because God has broke them out. Because God, when God gives us again, he's going to fill it with folks that's going to be faithful to this body of believers. He broke us. He continues to break us. First Lady and myself and Sister Tammy tell you, 2017 was a good year but for the school age as a teacher we had some hell on earth took place we had some breaking took place four years ago God blessed us with wonderful children who loved Jesus who wanted to know more about Jesus who wanted to come to TNT four years later they begin to start turning they begin to start start fading away and on the same token we had some some parents unfortunately that was kind of going along with those kind of things this is all the breaking can I be real with you this the breaking and I said there's times I sat in her office firstly and I cried and I said God why are you doing this to us why are you doing it to me I thought I was a preacher I thought I had the anointing because it has nothing to do with that it has to do with I'm breaking you is breaking this church but in the midst of this God is still blessing we had a mortgage two capital improvements that we paid cash free amen one of them gave us the, the note that says we won't see you until 20 years from now but we showed them wrong because in the midst of the breaking we understand the process God gives us again. God broke all those people away and God gave us other folks. Can I tell you something? God is giving Westside again. Mm. 2018, God is going to give us again. What is he going to give us? Number one, he's going to give us souls. Someone shout souls. 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 Give us souls. Least we die. Give us souls. Least we die. Give us souls. Least we die. He's going to give us a fresh fire. Mm. It's going to fall on the preachers. 
is going to fall on the worship team. A freshness. I'm prophesying that. A freshness in your worship. A freshness when you sing. And even to the point that God is going to anoint you this year and give you the ability to write your own song. He's going to give, and I'm going to prophesy it already. I'm going to speak it because it's something that Pastor and I talk about, and it's something that we're going to believe God for this year. God, give us a buyer to buy the property. Give it to us. Lord, we're faithful. Lord, we understand the process. God, give us a buyer that will buy that property. And we can use that money and further the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ in the Quad Cities. Amen. Someone shout, God, give us. God is going to give us laborers. Someone shout, give us laborers. I'm not talking about those ones that say, I'm here today and I'm gone in two weeks. Huh? We have two major men ministries here. One with our daycare and the other one is with our TNT and our youth. That's three, excuse me. And our Sunday school, that's four. We need laborers. And God says, I'm going to give it to you again in 2018. He's going to restore some stuff in you that hasn't been restored. Someone shout, Lord, give me. Give it to me once again. Let me close with this. Bread at its finest. Bread at its greatest. It's not in the pantry. It's not on the shelf. Bread at its finest is when it's sliced. It's when it's broken and when it is consumed to its basic uh, basic nutrient for the fullness of the nutrients begins to come out what God is saying to us today is that God in 2018 wants to break us to the place that none of us is seen anymore but all of him is seen through us again and let me tell you something back on the church again when God breaks us to that place, he's going to release us back to the, to the world, to the Quad Cities again. And we're not going to be that church from the past, but we're going to be that church that is moving, that is growing, that is moving in the power of the Holy Ghost. And God is having his way. God wants to break you to the simplest point that none of you is seen. But when people see you, when they see me, they're not going to see me anymore. I'm going to be so broken that all they're going to see is Jesus. Break us. God, break us. 
And God, give us 